0: Alright, so I'm coming to you again, raw and uncut, unfiltered. And today might be a little more controversial than other days that I've uploaded podcasts or casts, whatever you want to call it, I guess it's a podcast. We have talked, and this isn't about a series like when i set this podcast up they asked is it an individual thing or is it a series and you can't really separate the two i mean it's not series but they are in themselves unique but the subject matter ties together so if there's any reference needed i mean just dive back into something else and then you can kind of get a grasp of what is being presented um, it's not complicated, but I feel it needs to be said. Um, in the past, we've uh, talked about vulnerability, forgiveness, protecting those that need it, people who can't defend themselves. You know, the infirmed, the helpless. I mean, in the society we've gone on this th- this uh, tract in which we. I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody does this but there is this group of people I don't know what the mindset is but they feel that when there's a viewpoint that differs they attack when they when there's something weak it needs to be you know weeded out and it it really resonates with me when it comes to children they trust us 100%. They're innocent. They're naive. They rely 100% on our opinions as adults, our directions that they give, the directions we give them to form their own unique self, their ego, their identity, what makes them them, and to protect them. This has not become more apparent to me than when I have come to raise my daughter, who's very young. She is developing independence, but still requires direct, quite a bit of direction. And there's nothing more in this world that I would like to protect than her. And that became apparent to me before she was even born. That became apparent to me at 20 weeks, when I saw that 4D ultrasound. And I could see her face, her features, her eyes, her, her, her everything about her I could see. It blew me away. You know, I, I anticipated these ultrasounds to look like those faint little abstract impressions of what this organism, this human is. But what I saw was the structure, I saw the I saw the, the, the form, I saw the function, I saw it all. I saw the way that she was grasping and holding onto the side of her mother's womb. I could see, I could see it all. I could see the way she would cuddle, I could see the way she would move. And when I would read books to her through her mom's belly, I would feel her belly, and she would respond. She responded to my voice at 20 weeks. Helpless. Helpless little child. And it became most apparent to me because I keep that ultrasound photo at my desk at work. And for fun, I went and put a collage together, just a two-part vertically split collage with that, and her now. And at that moment in time, it clicked in my head and in my heart so deeply that that was the same person. That was the potential of what is to come that is the same person. And that hit so deep in me, it lit a fire. I've always believed in the sanctity of life. I have always believed in the innocence of life and protecting the weak, protecting those that can't protect themselves. It seems such a fundamental concept. And people will say that men and whatever cannot have opinions on this. That's bogus. That's bogus. Half of that genetics is mine. That made this child what it is and who she is. Who she is. From the moment that little sperm starts flying its way up. Whipping its little tail. On its adventure and its eventual end point at the egg. There is a drive and a drive forward for life. There is an innate thing. A force. Pushing it. Driving it. To find that egg. And it finds it. And this chain reaction begins. And these cells split. And they become a human. And I can't sit idly by as these people will destroy these children. People get scared. Women get scared. And they do these things. And you have these people in positions of power and authority make laws, that make it easy for these women that are scared and hurt to do these things. To, to f- snuff out the, the miracle of life. In a previous podcast, I had said how, how magnificently and mathematically insignificant the chance is for life to occur at all in this vast cosmos and with that in mind why are we not protecting and preserving and fighting to keep and restore life as a miracle that it is a mathematical miracle out of this contradiction out of this out of this sun with the ultraviolet rays out of this These cosmic rays, these gamma bursts out of all of these things trying to snuff life out. Why, within our own species, are we trying to take that away from the most helpless form there is? A child in the womb. They cannot defend themselves and you could argue that it's not sentient. You could argue all these things. You can bring up all these points to rationalize why it's not, why it's okay to do that. But they're not all they're not valid. They're not valid. You can get 3 years in prison, hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines for messing with an eagle egg. Is an organism a being, a human being inside a mother's womb not more viable than an eagle egg, but yet it's it's lauded and praised by some crowds. And with the the legislation in Virginia with Northam that after it's born they'll keep it comfortable to decide if further care is necessary. Really? That's sick. And you know, I'm all about forgiveness. I'm all about giving people a chance to come back from where they're going. But when people are just completely unrepentant, I'm going to call them on it. It's my job, it's our job as human beings together in this world to call each other on the points in which we fail. And that is a failure. It's an absolute miracle. It's a contradiction that we're even here. I have cried. I've wept for this. I've wept for the... I'm sorry. I've wept for the beautiful souls that have been snuffed out. These scared mothers not knowing what they're going to do and how they're going to raise this child. They're terrified. There's help. There's hope. Reach out. And then you've got these mega corporations that fund. I'm not going to call them out by name because they're not worth it to me. But you've got these. They make it so easy. Oh, we're going to help you through it. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then it's just just as if they're encouraging it. To take this little miracle of life and just violently, in some cases, kill it, murder it, slaughter it. It breaks my heart. I, uh, I can't stand idly by. And I apologize if this is going to offend anyone, but it has to be said. And I don't know how somebody can look a, a, a year old, a year and a half year old in the eye and not recognize that that baby in the womb is the potential for what that child currently is. It makes zero sense to me. Do you ever look into the eyes of a child and see the miracle? Do you ever look at the many mothers out there going through horrible emotional pain the feeling of not feeling worthy enough in this case. They don't feel like they're good enough. They feel like they're failing at at having a child and they can't just can't do it. And then you've got people that just discard it discard children. I mean I encourage everybody to just take a step back and look. Look at humanity look at it as a whole and don't give into these monsters that profit off of the fear of young mothers, potential mothers. Don't give in. Don't give in. Those children deserve a chance. Now, I, I'm a little bit slower today in thinking of this stuff because... And there may be more pauses, but... If there's going to be something said, I think it should mean something. And I don't like to cut and chop these things, these these casts, I like them to come from the most natural place possible. And I've spoken with mothers that have gone through both situations. And I've obviously spoken to people that have gone through and had children. I I know a lot of them. And I mean I understand the frailty in the mind. I, I, I feel it. I get the fear. I get the timing's not right, this, that, and the other, but there's no rationalization out there because that child has done nothing wrong. That child is innocent. Because you may because somebody made a mistake, because somebody doesn't feel right, somebody just scared. It doesn't give anybody the right to hurt an innocent child. It's like the eagle egg. How can you defend an eagle egg more than you defend a human? I mean, you've seen these children born, albeit rarely, at 21, 22 weeks, 23 weeks, and they survive. And they're being being butchered after this point. (laughs) I mean, that is something. I mean, and then you've got, I've seen in the news, I've tried to avoid it, but it's, like I said, it's deafening with these pedophiles and everything. It's, it's like these kids put our, put their trust in us. We're supposed to be an example. We're supposed to be an example in the sanctity of life. I just spoke to somebody this last week, and I'm not going to name any names because I don't do that. But they, I had posted on my Snapchat, because that's something I still have for some reason, about this topic. And it was far shorter. It was an abbreviated version of this. And she had spoken to me about how it hurt to know that, that people do this when she's struggling so much to have one. And, and my heart sank. My heart really did sink. And with these children, like I said before, were created in the image of God. A divine, creative force. The most creative and powerful force in our imagination. Take whatever we think is the most powerful and multiply it by a trillion. You know, it's just, it's awe-inspiring. Once you can connect into this divine thing, once you can plug in, you'll know. You'll know. These children, we as humans, are created in the image of God. And it seems to be the counterforce to God that is at the center of a lot of these murders of these babies in the womb. It seems to be the counterforce of God, something that does not get like God, something that hates God, something that doesn't want to see God's image perpetuated and brought forward into this world to to grow into a full life, to to convey and to be that transmitter of what God's energy is. Because we are designed and we are rooted as the image of God. We are designed and rooted to commune with God, to reach out to God through prayer and meditation on him. Him is in in this term. I mean, to reach out to God. We're, we are designed to communicate. We are designed to receive his message. We're designed to transmit message. We are receivers and transmitters of the divine. And for some reason, it seems there is a force p- opposed to to that and that is sad it is scary and sad because who is suffering for this these poor little souls they feel pain they feel pain in the womb look it up it's in the studies they feel pain if they can respond to my voice they can respond to my touch they can respond to food they eat they can respond to various other things you don't think they feel pain I mean, even from a common sense point of view, they feel pain. Sense of the common. Common sense. They feel pain. And yet the people are willing to destroy them. And people are willing to encourage them and dump millions upon millions and billions of dollars, if you take the industry as a whole, into subverting that. We are a divine creation. We are designed after God. And it is more than knowledge. It is more than acquired fact. It is more than what we see with our eyes and hear with our ears. All of our senses can betray us. They will. And that is why it's written in Romans that God has written his word into our hearts, into our spirits. He has written it there. There is such thing called the Holy Spirit. It is something that is so deep. It is so divine that it guides us on a level we can't even understand. And the moment you can unplug from this world and unplug from all of these false ideologies and you can unplug from the hate and you can unplug from the misery, you can unplug from the mundane and all of these things that take away from God and you can just go to your center and you can dig down deep inside and you can find the source of that divine energy and you can just close down and ask for it and just accept it and just let it bring into you. Just let it sink into your mind and commune with it. And if you can connect that divine energy, you're going to find a lot of peace. You're going to experience pain. You're going to experience all the negative things that there are in life, but you will experience peace. You'll experience joy. You'll experience all of the things you deserve. It's when I stray away from these fundamental ideas, that I begin to feel anger and bitter and all of these things. So when I first started thinking about this, I was angry and bitter because I was starting to connect with evil. I was starting to connect with the hateful thoughts. I was starting to connect with all of these darknesses that are out there. And that's not where I wanted to be. So I took a step back and I started thinking about it from from all these people's perspectives. But no matter what these people's perspectives are and what they were feeling, there was one deeper guiding principle that kept boiling itself up inside of me, and that was the sanctity of life, the imagery of God, the image of God, us created in the image of God. That is what rose up inside of me, that divine spark. And when you can attune yourself to that, attenuate your mind. To that frequency that God is on. The greatest energy. I mean, if you can get there, you're going to be given knowledge. You're going to be given You're going to be given understanding that surpasses all belief. It's easier said than done. I don't claim to have full understanding because it's a process. It's like sharpening a knife. It's like hone it's like Making a sword, you know, it, it you, it, you just keep, keep working it until it is sharp. You know, some of the sharpest swords are forged in the hottest fires. It just, it's a constant process of bringing and honing these things to a point. It's, it's not a destination. It's a, it's a like within calculus. If you've ever studied calculus, many probably have not. It's, it's a basic math class. Uh, in, in college, uh, the, the idea of limits, it's, it's approaching a value, but never getting to the value. I mean, if you were to go on for infinity, you would hypothetically get there, but you never really do. And that's the, that's the, the most lay, lay definition that I can really give you. It's a process of continuing to get better. It's like the, from the past podcast to talking about ideals as being the perfect framework. Um, that's just the framework that you have to work within is that you're never going to fully get there. But you have to recognize that you're going to take steps in the right direction and you are going to find it. You're going to keep digging. You're going to keep fighting the battle to find it and, and, and letting go, knowing when to let go, knowing when to dig and knowing when to cease, knowing when to dig and when to cease. And if you just open your mind and you open your heart, You can get there. But I urge you, anybody who listens to this, I urge you, stand up for the children. Love them. They're so rare and precious. I'm not going to ramble on anymore here. I'm not going to keep digging this deeper and deeper, and if there's more later, I'll I'll bring it to the table, and if this is a little heavy, a little hot, a little out there, so be it, but this is what is said, and I thank you, and Mrs. Trevor, the sense of the common. If you like what you're hearing if you want to hear more next time subscribe like tune in wherever you're listening on it we'll keep going and going <laughs> so i appreciate you i appreciate you taking the time if you've gotten this far I commend you but i guess to take a call to action is just don't attack the people that are scared, and that carry these things out, don't attack them. Give them hope. There, there, there are options. Give them hope. Give them a message, message of peace and life. Give them a message of looking into their hearts. Help them. Just offer an ear. Offer a shoulder to cry on. I know, I I was married when we had our child, and I was still terrified. My wife was terrified. We were very terrified. Even in a stable situation where we knew that everything was going to be okay, it was still scary. I can't imagine the fear of of some young girl that's single or whatever. I can't imagine her fear. Her fear and her vulnerability. I can't imagine it. It'd be... Just, you'd think your life was over, but it's not. It's not the moment you lock eyes with that child. The moment you ask God for help. The moment you reach out with the divine. And dig down into the spirit. Is the moment you're going to know that it's okay. You're going to know that it's Okay. And if you heard this and you're scared and you're in a situation, you know somebody that's scared, have them reach out to me. I'll talk to them. I'll be there for them. Anything to save a child. To save a mother from walking through life. Having done this allowed this to happen to her so please share this make a difference please these little lives they depend on us And I'm speaking from the heart they depend on us Their lives depend on us. Their future, it depends on us.